0: You know, there's this verse that talks about being guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Guilty of the body and blood of Jesus. I mean, I don't i That'll make you pause right there when you're reading <laughs> Colossians. So, um, this meal, as we said, is prophetic. You know, when you eat it, you're uh, prophesying. Mm. So, Earth, <laughs> this, this is not going to be a curveball. This is that one of the slow, steady ones. So, it's just really straightforward here. Earth looks different than heaven. Shadows and types look different. In Egypt, they ate the lamb. In Jerusalem, they did not bite or eat Jesus. It was not the same thing. (laughs) They received his spirit. In eternity, we eat this meal again at our wedding with him. This meal hasn't really been about Egypt for 2,000 years. It's always been about the spirit and the bride. But outside the doors in Egypt, what was happening? Well, the death angel, Jesus, or a proxy, was killing millions. In eternity, if you read in Revelation, you'll notice what happens right at the, the wedding supper of the Lamb. Here he comes. In eternity, the death angel is Jesus on a white horse with us who will kill millions. Blood will run four feet deep. I mean, think about this in an area. That's a lot of blood. That is. So, eating this meal is prophesying that day. So, Passover is serious on so many levels. Communion is serious on so many levels. So, Yeah, communion is dangerous because it's part of the Passover meal. This meal represents the salvation and judgment of mankind. Mm. Unbelievably prophetic. So, but, and underline that word, but, you should not be afraid of communion or Passover, but you do need to understand what it is. All right, so let's read that scripture where we get confused. 1 Corinthians 11. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, take, eat. Now notice, he broke it and said, take, eat. He's encouraging this. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this, all right, in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after, after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So, take, eat, do this, this do. It's his idea, But we all know how this verse ends, probably. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Now, that just tends to make you just stop in your tracks. Mm-hmm. So should we be scared to do this? Well, I just want to draw your attention here. That It used to be, you know, those translation things, right? But modern-day translators kind of work this out, and they said in an unworthy manner. So it doesn't say we can be unworthy to eat it. It says in an unworthy manner, mm. right? It's not talking about your worth. Not speaking of us being qualified or unqualified or unfit to receive it, It's speaking to the manner in which we receive it. We receive the bread and wine in a proper manner when we do it with a deep sense of our sinfulness, the understanding of our need for a Savior, and with real and living faith that Jesus is our Redeemer. And I'm going to break this down for you because it really, really is important. God gave the original Passover commands, which Paul was addressing, and I want you to just notice the theme that was repeated over and over. Eat only unleavened bread remove leaven from your houses no leaven shall be found in your houses whoever eats what is leavened shall be cut off remember this day in which you went out of Egypt out of the house of bondage for by strength of hand Jehovah brought you out of this place no leavened bread shall be eaten that's all in the, in the span of just a couple verses It's yeah. just like that's a lot of uh, reminders 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 the point of Passover and communion is that we are unworthy that's the whole point Mm -hmm. We have to admit that to even be at the table to eat it. So if you're going to take communion or have Passover, not knowing that, don't do it. That's not the stupid thing to do. Jesus is the only one who was ever unleavened. He lived unleavened, died unleavened right now, and rose again unleavened three days later. We participate in his death with him, are buried with him, and raised to new life with him. But it's his life in us now. He removed our leaven, our sin. So when he is in us, we are unleavened. His presence kills leaven. That's Mm -hmm. the point. Now, notice this progression. On the first day, you shall remove leaven from your houses. So relationship with him begins with repentance You've got to remove leaven. If you say, well, I got saved at such and such a time, and your life did not change, you didn't get saved. That's that's just ridiculous. If, if God came into your life, it changed you. If your life didn't change, then you maybe said a prayer. You, I don't know, but you didn't receive Jesus if he didn't remove the leaven. Mm. Back to the verse. For seven days, that's every week, no leaven shall be found in your houses. All right, so... Seven days represents every week of our life. It's only a week long, but seven days is complete. So it's representing our life. Mm-hmm. So the feast is seven days because it's our new life in Him. So sin can't get reattached. We can't go back to live in Egypt. So you can't leave the leaven in your house. You are going to sin, <laughs> but you're going to get the leaven out. You can't live. You can't live in sin. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. So. Let's shine a bright light on the, past, the last part of the verse here. Since whoever eats what is leavened, that same person shall be cut off. Now that may sound like a threat, but it's not a threat. It's a geographic reality. You can visit Egypt, that is sin. Not a good idea because we tend to like to stay there and, and it's the worst decision you could ever make is to stay there. But you can't live in Egypt anymore. Sin can't be your home. So, whoever eats what is leavened, that same person shall be cut off. So, it's just a geographic reminder you can't go back and live there. There's the Jordan River, there is uh, the Red Sea, everything, and there's all this desert. It's all built to keep you away from going back there. See, we're accountable to leave Egypt whenever we find ourselves back there. Mm-hmm. And we have to return to his table. We can't just try to eat this meal in Egypt again. And this is what this verse is talking about. Several things were never a part of the Passover that were a part of the first Passover in Egypt. Blood on the door. You stay inside till the morning and you eat it in haste. And this is what Paul is talking about. To try to eat this meal in Egypt, so to speak, in sin is to what? Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. See, you'd have to put blood back on the door with no intention of being delivered by it. You would be crucifying Jesus, like the Romans and the Pharisees did, not to be saved by him, but because you love your sin, which he is shining his light on to reveal. Matthew 6 becomes true of you. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and Mm -hmm. love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. So we're accountable to leave Egypt whenever we find ourselves back there. And we have to return to his table to eat his bread and to drink his wine, because his presence Kills leaven, sin and death. Psalm 51 for me, I, I think for a lot of people, it's the roadmap. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Behold, you desire truth in the inmo- inward parts. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me your joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast or right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. So, I think we could pretty well grasp there. Do that, and remember Jesus, and you will experience Pesach, the real Passover, the real true communion, whether it's Passover or whether it's communion or whatever it is. But uh, uh, thank you for for being with us. We've there's probably a good two hours of teaching in the last four mm-hmm. hours, and uh, I want to remind you once again. I'll have all of these notes up on our blog and as well as on the podcast today, God willing. And uh, I. Already have put up there uh, uh, some tools for you to use tonight if you'd like to participate and have uh, a Passover Seder in your home tonight. On the uh, blog right now is a little link that'll go to a video teaching that will become live at 7 o'clock tonight. I have a 30 minute teaching that introduces this. And then there's also a shopping list of Seder elements and the Hagadah, which is the actual. Passover service that you can kinda of run through. You can go long or short, you know, take a little bit of time if it's uh or a long time. And slowly go, but it's telling the story. It's eating these elements, it's looking at Jesus and it's uh, living what we're doing right now, his second hour on the cross. And I would also just challenge you, maybe set your pull alarm on your clock today or your phone and to go off at three o'clock when he when he died, when he said Shalam and all of this began. A new covenant began for you and me. It's a a beautiful day. And once again, I, I know it's different on the calendar. The modern day Jews have switched days on us to say the 15th is Passover, but it's today. He's dying on the cross right now for you, 2,000 years ago.